0: My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. I'm coming to you from the Hickson campus of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we'd love to have you come and visit us. But if you're not in the area, please go to OurSundaySchool.com to see all of the resources we saw in class. Well, good morning. Uh, As you can see, I am not Jim. So I got a phone call, actually a text this morning. uh, And uh, Jim asked me to uh, cover... Uh, this lesson and so forth. And it's the exact same lesson we essentially did right at the beginning of chapter four. And I'm like, Jim, I see what you're doing here. You're, you're teeing it up. You're making it real easy on me. So uh, I'm a lover of words. I don't. I, I, I love a really good word that just describes something just really specific. So I started looking at, and I'm like, all right, well, we could go with pinch hitter. We could go the you know, the sports route. It's a, a backup quarterback or think of it as the warm-up comedian. I'm the, uh, uh, the audience warm-up, the re- replacement, and of which I can't. Uh, we've got the best Sunday school teacher on the planet I think. Uh, I could go a different route within modern movies. I'm an expendable, an alternate, a substitute. That's the, the uh, uh, educational route. An understudy, Stand-in, impersonator, that was an interesting one, A uh, dead ringer, not, uh, I can't grow a thing, so <laughs> uh, surrogate, not going there, uh, stopgap, uh, I'm in reserve, a proxy, uh, makeshift, maybe, maybe that, that, that's the way, but from my own industry, uh, I think uh, I, uh, this is the one I like the best, I'm a backup server, so there you go. So I think that's where, where we need to land on that. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you and praise you, Father, for the opportunity to get together and study your word this morning. Uh, help us, Lord, not to take that lightly. Um, there's a large par- portion of the world that doesn't get this opportunity. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would h- help us to be found faithful Uh, with the the blessing that you've given us with the ability to study your word and to proclaim it and worship together as a as a a corporative body. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you guide us through uh, this morning. Help us to understand and dig in, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would give us the wherewithal to to stay steady and to uh, repeatedly go back to your word. And we'll be careful to praise you and honor you and glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, take out your, um, your sheet on, the, uh, on your tables. You can see it's page 133, so uh, you know it's from Jim. Uh, I want to walk through the uh, five-step process. We're going to go through it really quickly, and then we're going to practice it in, in our uh, uh, time here, Okay. So let's just uh, let's start out with uh, process number one: to pray. Okay, our attitudes. I, can't, I frankly I have not looked. There we go. Uh, um, to pray, our attitudes are fear, dependency, and expectancy. Now, my my gifting is not prayer. Uh, my prayer altar, I think I've told you before, it looks like the steering wheel of a Ford Expedition. That's that's where I pray. Uh, and that's just where I spend most of my time doing that. Uh, or I'm walking around, I'm driving past someplace, and I'll pray for someone. Um, our actions, uh, prayer for illumination, wisdom, and for hearing, uh, for, uh, for hearers, pray before we talk. Um, so how many people here would say they, uh, you don't have to raise your hands, but just say, Prayer, yeah, that's my thing. I can do that. I can do that a lot. Um, I, me, I, I would. Uh, I'll typically get up and go do something uh, before I would. I would be able to sit through a. I, I do pray. Let me say that. <laughs> uh, but before I could go through a lengthy thing, so it's it's kind of the just. People, certain people have the gift of prayer, I think, and they have the ability to do that more readily. Um, but that also takes us to process number two, which is here. Our attitudes, are respect and deference, and deference. Uh, read the Bible out loud to others, and hear the Bible reading aloud. Hearing isn't reading. Um, hearing isn't reading, and hear more often. Um, you know, I, I think there's a there's a uh, an ability to uh, to study and to get into the Word of God, and to really spend a lot of you know, time, you know, they're readers. Like, my wife is a reader. She reads about 1,500 words a minute, and she eats books. I mean, she just can devour them. Me, it takes a lot longer. In fact, I usually do them on audiobook. So either way, either way, we're, we're, we're getting through it. But there's more of a gifting there, see? And so I, I think this, I, what I love about uh, the process here is it really also kind of encapsulates the body of Christ, and how we're all individually gifted for different things, and we're, we're able to to apply that. Okay? Process number three, think. Our attitudes of humility are our humility, wonder, and steadfastness. Okay? Um, a lot of times when you get heavy thinkers, um, it's easy to slip right over to... Uh, understanding or having the understanding that you got it all together, and uh, we're all in the same boat together. Think about God's word day and night, and think up directionally. Slow down and think. I think a lot of a lot of times you'll find you know our tendency is to to have an immediate opinion on something and want to immediately say what that is but i think this is pulling us back into saying you know let's well, slow this down just a little bit let's 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 think through this let's take all the different things not just what you're you know immediately catching S- process uh, step number 4 our attitudes are um, of talk you know, is incompleteness and wonder you know Uh, One of the most important things I think I've learned in the last 25 years is that God uses my mother-in-law. Okay? She runs a bus route the same way they did in the 1950s. And she visits the homeless and the uh, projects uh, in Adrian, Michigan. And God uses her to reach people that I will most likely never have an opportunity to speak to. And um, would I do it that way? Not a chance. There's other ways that I look at accomplishing God's work and will. And there's other giftings that I have. But God's gifted her specifically, and she has a dedication specifically to that. And so when, when we talk, we hear what... God is doing in other people and that's got every bit as much worth as what he's speaking into me and through me so that again the body of Christ coming together uh, in a single group here we call our Sunday school class okay and then process step number five which we will do after this class we're going to do the first four today which is share share and our attitudes are lowliness, um, intention, calm, and patience. Um, our actions speak the truth and love, and trust the Lord uh, with the outcome. Love others and trust God is our practice. And I, I use again, uh, my mother in law is getting a shout out today. Um, uh, My mother-in-law, she's uh, uh, just over 75 years old, and she uh, uh, took her first plane ride last week, and she went on a mission trip to Belize, and um, she was very frustrated through the whole trip. It was physically demanding. Uh, It's a bit warm in Belize, Uh, so she wasn't ready to go from Michigan to the tropics, um, and it was 98 degrees. It was a lot of walking, a lot of it was very physically demanding, and so forth. Um, and and she didn't get to do a lot of the things that she really wanted to do. And she was on the way back. She's just like, this wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be, which I think happens on a lot of mission trips because it's just a lot of hard work. <laughs> but uh, on the way back. Um, She ends up having a layover in Houston, walks through the airport, and leads to Christ, one of the uh, security guards. Um, And we had to explain to her why she had a crowd of security guards around her when she was asking them where they were going to go when they died. (laughs) In an airport. (laughs) To the security people, yeah. so. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's my mother-in-law, so she's she's that way, and she she wouldn't she didn't get it until we explained it to her. It's awesome. So, um, but that's a passion that she has, and she has that, and she's going to keep on 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 doing that. So, let's start out. Let's go ahead, and we're going to take about three four minutes here. Pray as a table. And the attitude is going to be, you know, fear, dependence, and expectancy for God to do, some, uh, do something for uh, our actions. Or we're looking for illumination and so forth. So pray as a group at your table, and then I'll, I'll finalize it with a, a prayer from up here. And then that's the way we'll know we'll stop, and then we'll go to step two. Yeah. Let's come back together. I'm going to go ahead and read Mark chapter 5. So that's our second. And seeing as I got the call this morning at 7:30, 30. Uh, I didn't notice that we were going to pray as a class, which we already did. So we're going to now hear as a class. So that's, we're going to read Mark chapter five. Okay. All right. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the Uh, When Jesus stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound to shackles and chains, but he he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, um, he was also... And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him, saying, Send us uh, to the pigs. Let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out of and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank and into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told uh, told the city and in the country and the people came to see what was uh, what it was that happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon possessed man and the one who had uh, had the legion sitting there clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen and described to them what had happened to the demon possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to uh, beg Jesus to depart from their region as, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with the demons begged him and, and that he might uh, be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began proclaiming in, uh, in the Decropolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. and a great crowd followed him and throng, uh, thronged about him and there was a woman who had uh, had a discharge uh, of blood for 12 years and who had suffered uh, much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and she was no uh, and she was uh, and was no better uh, but rather grew worse uh, she had heard uh, the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she had said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt her body in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus perceiving in him himself that power had gone out from him immediately turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And the disciples said to him, you see the crowd present, pressing uh, around you. And yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see w- w- uh, who had done it. Uh, but the woman, knowing that uh, what, what had happened to her, uh, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told, uh, told him the truth. And he said, uh, said to her, "'Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.'" While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house someone who said, "'Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further?' But overhearing what he had, uh, what they had said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing and loud, loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making commo- uh, commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put uh, put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with uh, with him and went in to the, where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, rise. And immediately... The girl uh, got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. And there was, uh, they, they immediately were overcome in amazement. And he strictly charged them n- uh, that no one should know this and told, the, uh, told them to give her something to eat. All right, so we've accomplished our first two things. And now we're going to go back to working together as a table, We're going to think and talk and share. And step six is to invite. Okay, so that's what we're going to do after we leave. So go ahead as a table. You're going to think, talk, and share. Refer back to your handout. Someone take the lead at each table. You know who you are. And go ahead and and just kind of coordinate and walk through thinking and then talking, and then sharing, and then uh, step five, inviting. Uh, I'm sorry, step six, inviting will do after we, after we leave. I'll come back together and dismiss us uh, here in about 15 minutes. So take at least five minutes or so per per section. Let's bring it down now. And I heard some spectacular conversations. I saw at least one table where everyone... Was not talking, so they were thinking first. Uh, That was great. Uh, That wasn't my table. Uh, (laughs) And as I turned around and looked at the screen, okay, what's the next thing? Oh wait, we were supposed to be thinking. Uh, It's not. This is not a natural process. And the reason I think we want to do it, you know, specifically, as we start each chapter. And kind of review this is because it's not natural. It's not something that we're gonna, you know, uh, click with immediate. let we need to be real deliberate about um, about walking through these things because each one of these, and if you review the lesson that Jim taught on this, each one of these things it comes from God's principles. It comes from God's uh, methodology uh, as presented to us in Scripture. So. So, uh, this is good stuff. And even though some of these things might not be as easy for us as, as maybe other steps or whatever like that, uh, especially number six for most of us, inviting, you know, um, give it a shot. You'd be surprised what, what God will do for you and uh, the doors that He'll open up and, and so forth when, when you're willing to take that step. Uh, and uh, that's, that's speaking to myself as well as anyone else. So, Um, so invite, uh, as an individual, invite someone, uh, look for opportunities, um, uh, keep your eyes open this week, look for what God presents to you and, uh, snag it when it comes. Okay. All right. You're dismissed. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to our weekly email. You can do both at our com.